All right. Hey, folks. So it is Faz from Faz Lifts. Today's video is going to be to do with deadlifts for hypertrophy. An interesting topic, and it's been a debate over the last few years. Are deadlifts overrated for hypertrophy? I think this question has led to some misunderstandings. So I would like to give you guys my opinion and hopefully give you guys something to think about in your own training, perhaps either pushing you more towards doing back to doing deadlifts or perhaps pushing you away from them either way. Hopefully this will be applicable and a useful video. So firstly, I'm going to start with my history. Now, just to preface this, I was a powerlifter, a competitive powerlifter for 14 years. So I have a big bias towards barbell basic exercises, right? So that's my bias. My start was with heavy basics. I would do deadlifts, squats, overhead presses, benches, dips, close grip bench, pull-ups, chin-ups, curls, all those really big, heavy basics, right? That would be the main staple of my routines for a long, long time. And I also persisted with deadlifts for a long time. So I gained a lot of development from deadlifts and I persisted with doing them for a long time simply because I was a powerlifter. So I had to be good at deadlifts. So my off seasons were typically spent using variations of the deadlift to build up the deadlift for competition day. But in general, I was still a huge fan of heavy pulls from the floor. Now, the problem with taking what I did and applying that to the general broad population is that when I started to do more coaching, it became evident that what I did wasn't really applicable to everyone. People have different goals. They also have different bodies. They have a different tolerance for heavy pulls. So through coaching, I've realized that you need to know when to pull the general lifts and go into more specific variations. And that's fairly reasonable. A guy who built a big back doing deadlifts may well move to stiff leg deadlifts. And eventually he may well have a routine with no deadlifts, just RDLs, good mornings, hyperextensions, things like that. Now, the problem is, in my experience, people are starting to do that a little bit too early. Advice is contextual. Not everything on the internet is going to apply to you where you currently are. It might apply to you 10 years down the road, or it may have applied to you previously, and you're further ahead. Context is everything when you're trying to give advice on YouTube to a lot of people. So as much as possible, when I'm making a video, I try and offer some context to people rather than just say, hey, this is what you need to do, or this is bad, this is good. I try and offer some context, and that's what this video is about. I think part of the reason why people cut deadlifts is most people seem to think they're a lot more advanced than they actually are. Most people would get a lot of growth from just a very, very basic routine and sorting out the rest of the factors when they stall. So in my beginner book, for example, I state very clearly that your first stall will be solved via food, not a routine change. And quite a lot of problems can be solved by just fixing food, effort, sleep. The routine is a very small part of what you're doing because if you go into the gym, you're training hard, you're giving yourself the materials to grow and recover, you are going to adapt because that's what we do. But if something in that chain is broken down, let's say you're not training hard enough to actually cause an adaptation. Let's say you're not giving your body the building blocks it needs to succeed. That's going to cause a stall in your growth. And that's when you might think, ah, I need to change my routine. Maybe I need to stop doing deadlifts, blah, 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 all that stuff. But usually 
most people would do very well just on a basic routine, training heavy, training hard, and nailing all the rest of the factors in place first before they look at a routine change. Like just to carry on talking about me for a second, when I was younger, when I was coming up, I got to a almost five plate deadlift, three-ish plate squat, and about a 90 kilo bench press just from about six sets per body part per week because I had nailed all the rest of the factors. I was sleeping great. I was eating great. I was trying like crazy in the gym. So you can get very far with a huge amount of effort. And as I've said many times, at a certain point, you will need to specialize. So as I started to coach, I realized that different people are going to need to cut deadlifts and move to more specific variations at different points. So it's context driven. And I think one of the reasons this happens is people firstly overestimate how advanced they are. And I think secondly, people misunderstand SFR. Now, SFR is a phrase which you've probably heard of, and it's one of those things which rolls off the tongue. And over time, you can forget what the original definition is. So let's just talk about that for a second. SFR is stimulus to fatigue ratio, SFR, stimulus to fatigue ratio. So that is the stimulus, which is how much muscular tension you're getting, I guess. It's a combination of tension and volume is probably the best way to look at it. So how much stimulus you're getting versus how much fatigue that is generating. The idea being you want to try and find an ideal balance of the two. You want to try and get what is a reasonable amount of stimulus for a reasonable amount of fatigue. Now, people misunderstand that and they overfocus on fatigue. <laughs> so as soon as they get a bit tired, they think, ah, oh, it's too much. I have to change routines. I have to do something more specific. That's not always true. There is always going to be fatigue. Like training should be hard. Training should be difficult. You should leave a session with a good degree of fatigue built up. That's the point. We even know now the inflammation occurred from training is actually part of the growth process. So we know that. And I think some of this stems from potentially also the misplaced biomechanics crew. I think some of those guys really focus on fatigue over stimulus. So some of those guys will eschew heavy leg presses and squats for the leg extensions because they get a good feel. The thing is, it's not all about feeling good. Like training legs, as you all know, is bone crushingly hard and it should be. It's not all about what feels good and what causes as low amount of fatigue. You have to truly aim for a good stimulus and that might come from heavy squats, heavy deadlifts, particularly in the early stages, okay? And to give you one last sort of community example from that, Paris Butler, Baldomini man, great guy, awesome advice. And he's one of the first guys, him and Uncle Freak are one of the first people to say the Larson Press is great, love it, great message, fantastic exercise. But Paris will also say, if you're not benching a good amount of weight, stick to benching. Also, Paris recommends things like the Reach RDL, which is superb. It's a great example of a hip hinge, but it's also something that's not necessarily going to benefit somebody who's a beginner. They would just do a regular RDL because that would mean more stimulus because it's not that fatiguing yet. If you're only RDLing a plate aside, two plates aside, it's not that much fatigue. So you get better stimulus from just doing a more general variation rather than going more specific. Okay. It's very contextual. So you have to think about your own situation and just decide when is it right for me? So just because I might use a very specific squat pattern doesn't mean it's appropriate for you if you're squatting a lot less than me. Just because GVS does most of his squats on a Smith machine doesn't mean it's right for you. 
The guy has quads which are like that big. It's crazy. Moving on, I want to just have a quick segue here onto a clarification on barbells versus machines. Now, I think a good range of good basic exercises is things like squats, deadlifts, bent over rows, chins, pull-ups, presses, curls, close grip bench, dips, all that good stuff, right? Now, that's not to say that I'm a barbell supremacist. Like, I think just heavy basic exercises are better. And as you get stronger and stronger, you should probably consider specializing more so that you can do more useful volume with less fatigue. Rather than focusing on barbells versus machines, I think the better comparison is the gradient of general to specific exercises. That's probably a better way of looking at things. So to give you an example about what we're talking about here, so let's say deadlifts are the most general hip hinge. As you get more specific, more specialized, the stiff leg deadlift comes next. After that, you have, say, the RDL, and then the good morning, and then the hyperextension. Those are all more and more specific hip hinges, which are going to provide less fatigue. But if you're not able to handle very much weight, there's no point moving down that gradient. You may as well stick to the heavy end and do the heavier variations. Change to a lighter, more specific variation by need, by necessity, not just because you've heard that deadlifts are bad for hypertrophy. So hopefully that is starting to make sense because if you've heard that advice and you may believe it or whatever, it's important to realize that it's contextual. It will happen over your lifetime, but it doesn't mean it has to happen right now. And if you do go to a more specialized variation too early, you could be leaving gains on the table. So all those exercises that are listed, they're all great exercises. And in general, I was going to talk about machines in general. I don't really mind whether you do these on a machine or as a general lift. What I'm talking about here is specific variations of a lift, like a deadlift to a stiff leg deadlift, or a bench press to a Larson press. Whether you do a bench press or a hammer chest press, it doesn't really matter, I don't think. And for a lot of beginners, machines offer a very effective variation of training. So they allow you to lift to failure or as hard as you can without fear of a bar slamming down in your chest. So a lot of machines are great. This is not about barbells versus machines. I can make a different video on that if you'd like. This is more about when to use more specialized variations of the main lifts. Let's now talk about what factors affect when you should switch to a more specific specialized variation. I think the first factor is overall weight on the bar overall weight on the bar. Now, I know you guys are going to want to know a specific number. I can't give you a specific number. It's going to vary. It's going to vary based on your tolerance to heavy stuff. For example, injuries, your age. I dread to say it, but your nervous system, you know, how much you can handle, how much you can tolerate. And that depends on other factors like your overall life stress, your health, all that kind of stuff. A young, healthy guy who's very chill, very relaxed, can probably get away with heavy deadlifts for a long time. I know because that was me <laughs> 20 years ago. So your tolerance to heavy stuff is going to depend on a lot of factors. Now, the next thing is in terms of factors which affect when to move to more specialized variations is uh, personal body types make a big difference. So you have deadlift archetypes, bench archetypes, squat archetypes. If you are more suited to a lift, in general, I find you can hit that lift more often for longer until you're stronger. So for me, it was deadlifts. I was deadlifting multiple times per week, using stiff leg variations, very heavy multiple times a week. 
And if you're not built to deadlift, it just ends up becoming a more awkward movement for you. And you might have to switch to something more specific earlier on. So if you're not built to deadlift, if you've got the squat type of build where your legs are short, your torso is long, you may well want to switch to a more specific variation of a hip hinge more early on. You might do better with a combination of stiff leg deadlifts and RDLs and hyperextensions or good mornings, for example. You may well do better on a combination of those rather than persisting with deadlifts because they're just an uncomfortable lift for you. So personal body types makes a difference. I think the last thing is perhaps a, a preference for the more general lifts. Yeah. Or a necessity to do the more general lifts. So like me, for example, I was a powerlifter, so I had a need to do the general lifts. Somebody who is much more on the hypertrophy end of the scale of bodybuilders would perhaps get rid of the more general exercises sooner, and they might move to more specialized variations quicker. So again, going back to the example of GVS, there's a reason why he's doing Smith machine squats or machine squats. I do see him doing barbell squats occasionally, and that's great. He has a preference for more focused exercises simply because he is advanced and also he doesn't really care about his squat strength, which is fine. In conclusion, I think specializing too early will actually limit your gains. It will limit your gains because you won't get the right stimulus because you are focused too much on the fatigue. I think if you are sat there and you've already stopped doing heavy deadlifts, but you're not yet at the point where those deadlifts were causing you a lot of fatigue. Perhaps you just read something, perhaps one of your favorite influencers said you shouldn't deadlift, blah, blah, blah. And you thought, okay, great. I'm going to do a combination of RDLs and good mornings, but you're not seeing the results that you think you should get. You might be better off just getting back to deadlifts. It might be better. So I think specializing too early can limit your gains. I don't think it's a good idea. As you get stronger and stronger, consider it a gradient. It's not an either or situation. There's not something that happens where you flick the switch and go, that's it. I've got to get rid of the basics. I've got to go specialized. It's not something that happens overnight. It's a gradient. And there's a whole range of lifts across the way where you can decide, okay, when do I switch? Or perhaps I switch, but I still do that other lift every now and again. If some of my intermediate clients, they'll deadlift every couple of weeks. And in the meantime, they'll RDL or they'll stiff leg deadlift. That's also acceptable deadlift every third week and do a rotation where you do two weeks of stiff leg deadlifts or RDLs and then a week of deadlifts. That's also okay. So it doesn't have to be an either or thing. But my point is those heavy general lifts have a lot of value. And if you're still at the point where you can gain value from them, do it. They're great exercises. That goes for all those lifts that I quoted earlier in the video. It's tempting to move to a more specialized variation. One, because the big basics are hard. And two, because people always think they're more advanced than they are. But the reality is you might be stalling your own gains. So hopefully this video gave you something to think about. I think what would be quite cool to hear from is you guys in the comments. Perhaps if you gave me an idea of what deadlift variation you're currently using and how much you're currently lifting, that might help to give us a bit of a broad view on what you're doing for how much. It gives you guys a chance to show off as well. But also, do you think perhaps you might want to go back to doing deadlifts? Or do you think perhaps now you need to start to phase them out and use something a bit more specialized? I would love to know your opinions and when you make the switch. There's no right or wrong answer. You're all individuals. And my goal here is to get you to think like individuals.
Okay. Right, folks, I will call it there. Have a great rest of your day.